And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Sometimes I feel like we should have saved all of the one, two, threes, and then we could have done a mega cut of just <laughs> 200 or so listening one, to Doc Manson two, countdown. Three. <clears throat> Let's hear how that's changed. Oh, these were, this was a couple of weeks where they tried three, two, one, and then that didn't work. And they went back to one, two, three. Yeah. I mean, we do both. We do three, two, one, hit record, and one, two, three, clap. Yeah. With the clap being to synchronize uh, <clears throat> our audio tracks. Although, I'll be honest, these days, I'm not sure the clap really matters that much. How to do you do it? Because you, you have been editing far more. You know, at the, at the onset, I think we were like taking turns. I don't know if you did it for a while, then I did it for a while. But you've kind of taken over the editing duties. Yeah. So what, what do you, how do you make sure that it all syncs up? Do you listen to the whole thing? No. Um, the show would sound much better if I did. But I, I really only listen to the whole thing when I know there's an issue. And like I will check like periodically throughout the show here and there. And as long as it's not like noticeably off, like don't get me wrong, I'm sure that most episodes are off a little bit. And there's probably some slight exchanges where half a second here or there would have made the difference. But for the most part, unless it's something that's like egregious and I don't catch it with my you know, periodic checks throughout the time, um, just is what it is. Um, but, you know, sometimes we do know it's wrong and sometimes I do catch that it's wrong. Sometimes one of us will have an issue with our file where timing isn't being kept right. Things are drifting. And then that becomes a much bigger ordeal to try Because usually then you have to shift stuff around several times. Mm-hmm. What a pain. What a pain, <clears throat> I, ladies and gentlemen. I have now made it part of the pre-podcast routine to restart my computer because if I leave it on for more than <clears throat> a day or two, what was that? That was me being impressed. We've been doing this show for, for six years. Folks, DC can be taught. <laughs> he can be taught. Uh, that would be Doc Manson, by the way, at Doc oh, yeah. Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, yeah, I can be. You know, I, I learned that you shouldn't leave your computer on for like weeks on end. Occasionally restarting it, you know, helps it out. Restarting is good. Restarting is good. Um, I, it's funny because like, you know, I put together these site course pages for the various courses that I'm involved with and I I will usually have a troubleshooting section in there you know for the, some of the computer work we do can be somewhat involved and I will I literally have a tutorial where like the first step is restart your computer yes I know this sounds like bad like bad tech support I realize that this is a meme practically but you will be surprised how many problems will just be completely resolved by simply restarting your computer first? Um, and for the most part, that's the case. But that's I, because people don't restart their computer. Yeah. They, just, they just leave them on and go to sleep and wake up and it's fine. 
And then some, suddenly something doesn't work and they'll bang their head against it for hours on end, days at a time, reach out to people for help. And I'll be like, try restarting your computer. And they'll be like, oh, that worked. Huh. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it but it's the reality it is how it's what it is. Sometimes the simplest solutions are the best. Sometimes I, I notice, Doc, uh, your chin is a little more exposed than it was last I yeah. saw you. Yeah, I shaved a little bit. I had now, folks, there aren't really any photos of Doc Manson online. So to paint a picture for you, my facial hair, um, we're going to we're going to say comes in three pieces. All right. It's not really attached in any way. I, I can't grow facial hair thick enough to do anything that would resemble, uh, you know, your classic sort of Van Dyke or or a beard or anything like that. But what I can do is I can grow a mustache. I can grow a little thing underneath my lower lip. That's, you know, it's like traditionally called a flavor saver. And I can grow a patch of hair on my chin. Again, none of it connecting to one another. Um, but that was what I was rocking for. I don't know. Most of, most of the pandemic. I yeah. Say. Quite a while. Um, and yeah, I got rid of the chin thing, strap, whatever you want to call it. Now I just have the mustache and the flavor <clears throat> saver. You, you, are, you are pulling off, and full disclosure, we briefly started talking about this before recording, before we were like, we really should just... Uh, you, you have the Antonio Banderas or Anthony Hopkins, depending on which version you prefer, in the Mask of Zorro. That's, you have kind of that swashbuckling, you know, you could pull off a pirate right now. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose take that as a compliment, DC Matthews. I, I think it is. And I was noticing that it's interesting because you know I have plenty of facial hair. I would I would like to get rid of much of the hair on many parts of my body and move <laughs> it all up top. Um, yeah, well, you know. <clears throat> but the part that I tend to shave when I do, you know, shave or just take the razor and make it just look slightly scruffy instead of full scruffy, is I shave the part under the chin for some reason that part just irritates me huh do you do, does it irritate you like feel or just the way it looks no or? feel like i find my lower huh. my upper lip just goes i don't know if there's any sound to that but i will yes i will be just moving mm. my upper lip down and kind of rubbing it up and down on the hair and i have to really try to do that yeah but i do i do trim it so i guess maybe that's what, I, I don't know and when it gets long, when, you know, I, I play with my beard quite a bit. So I will twirl. And that's usually when I know, oh, I should go trim this. Because if I can, if it's I'm enough. I'm twirling. Me, like, if yeah. I'm braiding it, it's far too long. Yeah. I should put rubber um, bands in it like Captain Lou. You should. And then you should put a staple in your cheek and put rubber bands on that also. I think it was a bobby pin. It was oh. a full like, yeah. Like a safety pin, you mean? Or? Yes, safety pin. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he put he put the safety pin through his cheek, which that's commitment to the gimmick right there. That's what that is. It's something, all right. It's uh, something. We are recording on a Saturday, which is very unusual for us, <clears throat> and this will be the one episode that comes out over the span of two weeks. Uh, it's you know the end of June. We're on vacation. Doc is returning from a vacation. He looks bronzed. He is bronzed and pristine. I will say I was expecting you to be redder than you are. So I was. Oh, impre- well, thank you. 
I, I was impressed with that. And then that was when my eyes noticed your chin. Uh, you took a vacation. I'm off on a vacation to a similar, not too far from where you were uh, in a couple of days. How was the trip? How was everything? It was nice. Um, nice to get away. That's for sure. Um, a change of scenery. I think this is all good once in a while. Um, it had some good food, had some good eats. No complaints there. Oh, well, yeah, nice to get back out into the world. Weather was pretty good for the most part. Um, had a little bit of rain one of the days we were there, but the rest of it was pretty nice. So, so can't really complain. What does a vacationing, I'm sure I've asked this the last time you went on vacation. What does a vacationing Doc Manson like to do? Eat. What, what, what is Doc at rest? Doc at rest likes to eat. Wherever I go, I'm going to eat my way across the landscape. You know what I mean? I'm planning out my next meal. I'm planning out my next snack. I'm planning out my next drink. Um, that's that's pretty much. And then I just sort of connect the dots in between. Um, sure. That's my idea of a vacation. Relax and have some good meals. What was the best meal you had while away? Um, the <clears throat> best meal I had while away was probably dinner on the last night. It was allspice crusted halibut um, served on a bed of wild rice and grilled asparagus, mm. which was delicious. Allspice and fish, not something in my brain that I would have ever thought to cross. But being you are such a pumpkin head, it kind of, you know. Sure. But, you know, it was it was the evening's uh, chef's special. It's not from the regular menu. It just happened to be the special of the day. And this particular place that we went, um, I've done their special before. And I have faith in their chef. And I said, if they think it's a good idea, I think it's worth trying. And it was delicious. I admire your culinary courage when it comes to that sort of thing. Reminded, of course, of the time you got, what was it, salmon? We were at, yeah. was it Coconut Tall Guys? Encrusted yeah. salmon or something? Yeah. Yes. Some event, and I believe GQ and I were chuckling about the salmon, and then you went ahead and ordered it and thought it was quite good. It was delicious. So. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm always happy to try something out, especially if it's at a place where I trust the chefs. Um, that's key. And actually, that was the best meal I had on the Cape. Um, yeah, whatever. And, um, you know, I had a drink as well at that meal. It was basically a. Um, trying to remember what it was. I think it was a play on an old fashioned, which is, you know, normally a bourbon um, with uh, orange rind, cherry muddled in a, a sugar simple syrup sort of thing um this was a bourbon with maple syrup and a sprig of rosemary um it was awesome i was gonna say they are big on uh the herbs for our uk brethren they're big on the herbs over there the allspice rosemary yeah, very nice, very nice. Very oh, and nice. And, for, and for dessert, I had a deconstructed um, lemon meringue cheesecake slice. By deconstructed, it was basically just a slice of New York cheesecake, um, but there was lemon, you know, curd sort of drizzled and pooled about it, and then there were two 
um, dabs of hardened meringue, almost like a macaron shell, but you know it's hardened meringue off the sides as well. And that was again delicious. I gorged myself that night. Did not feel too great afterwards. What did the missus have? Um, at that particular place, I believe it was like a seafood. Um, you know, I forget what they call it. Um, so it was essentially it was really cool. It's one of the one of this place's specialties. It's 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 the easiest way to describe it to you probably. It's like a beef Wellington. Instead of the beef inside of the pastry, it was a medley of seafood. So it was shrimp, uh, scallops, okay, and uh, yeah, mostly shrimp and scallops. I think. Although wrapped I think there may have been some fish wrapped in like in a puff well. pastry of some kind. Yeah, it was awesome. It was delicious. The pastry, like the pastry itself, Paul Hollywood would have been giving the Hollywood handshake mm-hmm. to the chef, and then the combination with the seafood again. It was essentially a beef Wellington, but like again, seafood, something I've never thought it was sure. It was awesome. Now, okay. In later seasons, that would have been worthy of the Hollywood hug, I think. What would what separates it from like a seafood pot pie? Is it that the pastry was all around it? Yeah. As probably to on top. Okay. I would say that's probably what separates it. I'm yeah. assuming there was no mushroom duck cell or whatever that usually also or the because usually a beef wellington is you've got your beef, you've got the mushroom reduction, you perhaps have some like prosciutto or something, and then the pastry. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Um, you'd have to ask Mrs. Vance and I guess to get but, the full deets. I did steal a way, couple of bites it and was, it was delicious. Either way, it was delicious. I'm yeah. delighted to hear that. Uh I chuckled when you said Beef Wellington because we had, when I was on the wrestling team, the person who was in the weight class above me, um, whose last name was Wellington, was nicknamed Beef. That's great. I enjoy a good Beef Wellington. I've had that on vacation once or twice. Um, Mm -hmm. Delicious when you can get it. Any disappointing meals? Any meals you wanted to be good and just weren't? Um, No, not really. Well, I was disappointed with our second dinner. But it's weird to say that because it was good. Um, But hear me out. What I mean is this place that we normally go to normally knocks it out of the park. Normally, it is a grand slam. It is easily the best meal of vacation when we go to this particular restaurant. It wasn't that good. It was fine. The meal was fine. Like it wasn't bad. Um, but it was strange. Um, because like I ordered basically um some short ribs, right? And I've ordered that before at this particular location. And like the portion size of the short ribs was basically double what it's been in the past Mm. and it's served on top of some like garlic mashed potatoes and some of some other vegetables and then there's a a a sauce that goes with that as well a sort of a barbecue sauce i guess and again like the sauce was just like drenched over everything where it would normally be much more um Disciplined, I guess, much better. And again, the meat itself, it sounds like a weird thing to complain about, 
but it was like double the portion you normally get, double the sauce you normally get. And it was just too much because a nice short rib is, you know, very rich. The sauce is very rich. Um, it was just, it was too much for what that meal mm-hmm. is. It was almost to me, this is how I described it to, to Mrs. Manson. Um, and she agreed because she, she had gotten a meal as well. Um, it's almost like they had a different chef who was making the old chef's recipe, but didn't know, didn't know the details of how to execute it. You know what I mean? Um, like all so the to, parts were there. So to but, continue with the, the, the bake off analogies, this guy had the technical challenge, had the materials, maybe had an idea of what it was supposed to be, but failed in the execution to what you had previously expected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both our meals that night were fine. They were, they were, they were fine. They were good. Mm-hmm. They, but it was not out of the park the way that we expected. So it was a bit of a disappointment, even though sure. the meal itself was still fine. We, we had a similar experience last night. It was our last day of school. The school year is over. I'm officially in summer vacation mode, which will explain why I have not showered. Um, Delicious. We, there's a local fancy Italian place that, you know, we will go to. Usually they have, usually when we get meals there, there is at least one meal that is fantastic and another meal that is decent. Uh, and this time we picked up uh, a shrimp risotto for the missus and I got a duck confit essentially Ooh. ravioli. Oh, okay. And neither of them were great. It felt like there is a there is a going back to herbs. There is an herb that is prevalent in uh Indian cooking. That I believe neither you of mean us herb? Yes. Because me, there's, there's a fucking herb. H. Thank you, Eddie. Uh-huh. Uh yes. Uh but it was in both dishes. And I'm not sure it's not cilantro, but it's I don't know if it's fenugreek. I don't know what it was, but it was it was very prevalent in the risotto. I didn't mind it. It wasn't to the missus' liking, which is good because I also had bought a side of caramelized onion mashed potatoes, which was the best part of the meal, probably. And then the duck confit was technically an agnolotti, but it was a ravioli. It was good, but I didn't get it. There was not a duck flavor. You could have told me there was chicken in there. You could have told me there was pork in there. And I didn't get any duck feeling out of it. So, you know, we came away slightly disappointed. Was decent, but slightly disappointed. Yeah. No, funny how that happens, huh? When you're going to spend, you know, we rarely do the expensive meals. And if we do, we tend to split one. So when we both, you know, I spent $80, which isn't, Super expensive, but it's expensive for two people hey, for dinner. It's a celebration. Uh, when you spend $80, you are expecting the meals to be very good. These, again, the celebration, the company was worth it. Uh, yeah, not great. So we are looking forward to I want to try some new places. We are off to, uh, to an island for a couple of days, oh. and then we will, be, we will be heading to the Cape as well for a couple of days. But I want to try some new restaurants and hopefully get some new 
exciting meals we can talk about. I also had crab cakes as part of that awesome dinner. That was an appetizer. So hold on. Uh Uh-huh. Crab cakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Allspice crusted halibut with wild rice and asparagus. Uh Uh-huh. And you had part of the seafood wellington. Uh Uh-huh. And then you had a deconstructed lemon meringue cheesecake. Plus a cup of coffee, plus a cocktail. And that cocktail, DC, was no joke. Like, I had a cocktail the night before as well, which was also um, a sort of an old-fashioned type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I drank that and whatever it was, we went on our way. I got like halfway through this cocktail at that dinner. And I turned to Mrs. Manson and I said, well, I'm drunk. And I still had (laughs) half the cocktail to go. It was potent. It was large and delicious. Do you stay in a place that enables you to walk or were you just there long enough that I was there long enough that it was. I will, I will say, part of my decision to order the coffee and the cheesecake was to was. buy myself extra time at the table. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate you being responsible. I am responsible. Thank you. You deserve a lot of praise for that. Thank you. I love Wait. praise. Are you eating like the cheese crackers that come in the, like the plastic bag? Uh-huh. <laughs> For some reason, Mrs. Manson buys them when we go on vacation. They make, I guess, good car snacks. They're not the sort of thing that I would immediately go towards, but she does. And anyways, so we just came back from vacation as we just went over. Sure. So we have them in the house. So I grabbed the package as I was headed up here to record. And yes, nothing wrong with that. Keebler Club and Cheddar. Yep. Delicious. All right. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, Doc Manson's going on a road trip. Let's say you're by yourself. You did at one point, you drove from where we live to the New Orleans area. Now, you may not have been by yourself. I think you might have gone with family. But either way, a part of that trip, you must have been by yourself. So let's imagine you're doing a even a day-long road trip. Walk me through the Doc Manson road trip snacks. Don't factor in your wife. Don't factor in any. This is... What oh, is Doc Manson going for? Are you asking me about where I'm going to stop and what I'm going to get? Or you're asking me about what snacks I am going to prepackage and have in the car with me? Yes. Gotcha. Um, so typically <laughs> to me, the quintessential road trip snack, if I'm going to be in the car, I'm going on vacation, I'm driving somewhere. I want a bag of Twizzlers. I want to have some red licorice, specifically Twizzlers. Red vines might be okay. I don't know. I can't remember ever having really had them. Um, mm-hmm. So Twizzlers are are the ones for me. Um, in more recent years, sometimes that has gotten substituted with Swedish fish, depending on availability. And certainly Swedish fish being gluten-free, uh, whereas Twizzlers are not, is beneficial uh, at some, in some ways for me. Um, but yeah, Twizzlers are definitely the go-to, I would say. Um, and then, of course, um, just uh, uh, water. Lots of water. I'm always thirsty. I'm always drinking. Um, and then, trying to think, what else do we have this time? Like I said, there was the crackers. We had some Fritos, the, the 
spiral Fritos, the honey barbecue ones. I don't, again, that's not something I think I would pack for the car, but, you know, it's too messy. Yeah, it's, it's too much powder on the fingers. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, the Twizzlers, I think Swedish Fish are really the one. That's what I want to have in the car. Um, and maybe like some fireballs. I, I did not have fireballs for this trip. I've got a whole package of them over there, but I, I neglected to pack any. So we did not have them in the car. Um, but yeah, I'm going on a road trip. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to aim myself at a homemade donut shop for some time in the mid-morning. Um, and if that place happens to you know, serve coffee, that's great. If not, maybe I'll find a uh, barista in the area where I can get a nice cappuccino or latte to go with that delicious um, donuts. I'm not talking Dunkin' because... Um, I'm sorry, but Dunkin' Donut donuts are sad these days. Like, they're barely donuts as far as I'm concerned. To me, like, a donut should be, like, dense and fried and, like, delicious. And, like, Dunkin' Donut donuts are just, like, I don't even know if they're fried anymore. Like, they just seem like they're so airy and baked and they don't have any body to them. Like, they barely even seem like donuts. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And then you know, maybe go and find something. You know, I'm not. I'm not above stopping at a rest stop to get some fast food for lunch. I'm on my way somewhere, and um. But yeah, then I would probably have something picked out for an evening meal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, somewhere around where I was going to stop, do some sightseeing. Maybe there was something in the area, Churchill Downs or a Louisville Slugger Factory or. The world's largest ball of twine, you know, whatever. In Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. How about um, yourself? <clears throat> I have learned through being married that having protein is good. So I'm going to go with the responsible thing. I would go for pistachios, but you can't eat pistachios unless they're already shelled. Get shelled pistachios. Hey, you know what? If it, if it was just me in the car, I would have a bag of beef jerky for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some turkey jerky. That was a good call. Uh, like something. I want things that I can reach out and dip my hand in like the claw machine and just have. So I'm looking for the, the shareable size M&M's peanut butter irregular that you can just open and have there. bag of chips, probably ruffles or some sort of rippled chip. Water would be good. Some sort of protein would be good. Maybe a couple bananas if I'm trying to, you know, convince myself that I'm trying to be somewhat healthy on the trip. But yeah, I think, you know, a good spot for breakfast. I'm going to want some sort of sandwich for lunch. Maybe a mid-afternoon trip for McDonald's fries if the chips have run out by then. What's a, what's your ideal amount of car travel time in a given day? Like how many hours would you prefer to, I suppose prefer to drive might be, a, you know, because you talk about sightseeing. Are you, are you planning on leaving in the morning, stopping mid-afternoon and being done? What's, what's your go-to? I think it depends on what I want to see. Um, but, you know, I would do as much driving as made sense, depending on what my final destination was. I mean, when I drove to New Orleans, I think I did it basically in two days or so. Sure. So, 
you know, it wasn't any big stops, but I think I took maybe four days on the way back, stopping various places and seeing various things. Graceland was a great time. Uh, my only regret is I didn't stay in the Heartbreak Hotel. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <clears throat> yeah, when we go down to the Carolinas, which I'm not sure that we're going to have to do that anytime in the near future, but when we do, uh, we try to get down there in a day, but it's a long. Yeah, when I went a, down, that's basically where I stayed over North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Leave well before the sun comes up and get to our destination around 8, 9 p.m. It's a long day. Yeah, it's about 14 hours of driving, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. In a perfect world, I think it's, you know, six, eight hours. That's about it in a day. Then I'd like time to be able to relax, not just get into a hotel or wherever and immediately pass out. Just Yeah. I mean, even just like going someplace close like we just did. I mean, it's only maybe two, two and a half hours worth of driving. But the thing that gets me is some of these places you can't check in until like 3 p.m. Yeah. So you're aiming to get there late in the day anyways. And by the time you get there and you check in, it's like, now what? Day's basically mm-hmm. over. I do appreciate the the hotel that has a restaurant there. Yeah. Because like the, then you, you know. You can check in, get yourself settled, either order food to the room or go down, have dinner, have a drink, not feel like you have to, you know, get then immediately like just walk back upstairs and you're good. The bed and breakfast where we stay, normally we would get there, like I said, late afternoon, and we would just walk basically across the street to a restaurant right across the way. And that would almost sure. always be our first night. It's just easy. It's there. It's reliable. Not yep. a great meal, but it's 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 good. It's reliable. It's and it's it's what you're looking for after that day of driving, getting into town, being tired, etc. Um, we discovered it was a casualty of Corona, however, and that restaurant is no longer there. So we ended up someplace else, which did get me my lobster roll for the vacation, which was fine. Um, but that was unfortunate to see that they were now no longer in business. I'll be interested to see when we get to the island specifically, like what what has survived and what hasn't because I was you had mentioned something and it made me think of this um, African restaurant in on the Cape that I have seen and never been to, but always Mm. kind of am intrigued and it apparently did not survive. Corona. I walked by a Brazilian grill and I was like, Oh man, I want to eat there someday. When we, when we can make this podcast travel Mm. buy (laughs) for the Brazilian grill, throw us meat, throw us meat. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, when you go over to the island, do you bring a car? Uh, you can. Do you? Right. N- most of the time, no. If we're there for a week and we want to act like if we're renting a house, then. How yes, do you get around do. when you're there? They have a bus system um, that, you know, you, you park your car in a lot. You get on a shuttle that takes you to the boat that you then take to the island. So it's a little bit of riding all the forms of transportation. Um, But then the hotel we stay at is a five minute walk, if not less from where the The ferry drops you off. What? Yeah. From the docks. And, and they will hold your bags. So even if we get there at 11 or 12, we can't check in till three, they'll hold your bags and you can go off and run around. 
So once you're there, do you find you mostly stay in the one town and you're going to places in walking distance? Or are you getting on that public transit and hopping from town to town? Usually we'll do like a town a day. So there are three major towns. Um, We stay in kind of the one in between the other two. And so one day you get on the bus, you take it to one town, you wander, you explore, you have some food, you get back on the bus, you go back um, to the main town. Now, when you say now, you wander and you explore, is that mostly like going in and out of shops? You're doing shopping. Yeah. You're just sort of. Yeah. Each town, you know, there's a couple of streets. It, it's like any, you know, I wouldn't even say Cape Town, but it's like any place like that. You walk around a bit. You go, you know, you get some food, you walk around, you pop into shops. They have some like art exhibits or things that you can check out if you are inclined. We went are to you this inclined? one. There was, we were walking down the street and there is this set of like old stairs. The doors are open and there's a sign. And so I just wandered up. My wife thought I was crazy because she thought I was walking into somebody's house, but I was like, <laughs> it looks like there's, and there was this art gallery up there and not that many people are there. There's the woman who's clearly the artist. Her son is there. And as we're walking around, we realize this is the daughter of James Taylor and Carly Simon. And this is her art gallery. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, well, okay then. Did you make any purchases? Nothing was for sale. It was literally oh. just, you know, it was just kind of her, uh, like well, a little an showcase. Installment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can, there are certainly galleries you can go to and buy ridiculously priced art. Um, because of COVID, we will have to see, you know, you have to wear a mask on the buses. We will have to, we'll be watching them to see how crowded they are, how busy they, you know, before we decide. We may just spend most of our time either in the town, which is certainly fine, or we may consider either an Uber or they have island taxis that you can get in. And I will say, you know, having just been on this vacation, I'm going to say 99% of the people uh, are going maskless at this point. Yeah. 100%. You have to on the, you have to wear them on the buses. So supposedly, well, again, we'll see. We might yeah. see it and be like, no, but we went into some places today, just doing some shopping and we didn't like, we went into a, liquor store and we did not have a mask on we got so, back from vacation and we're no, just gonna we stop in the mega mart here and this is manson had our mask ready to go and i was like do you really gonna, I mean, do you, yeah you're gonna we're gonna do that he was like I, I don't know what do you think and i was like i, don't, I mean we just spent all this time not uh, yeah you know i mean things are pretty good around here like i don't know too so yeah, yeah, we did some shopping without any mess. That was kind of yeah. Wasn't we weren't in there very long. We didn't do a full run or nothing. But no, it it really does items. depend on how long I'm how long I'm going to spend in a place. We went to a farmer's market this morning. Granted, it was outside. Yeah. Didn't have it. A lot of people there didn't have it. had it. I had it around my wrist and didn't put it on my face. So a power um, move. I have yes. a mask. I could choose to wear it. <laughs> I'm not. Good. But I'm not. I think you would like the island because you don't have a car. And as a person who does have to do the driving, the fact that you don't have a car means you can have that maple syrup and rosemary old fashioned 
and then just stroll out into and, the street. And when street. your waitress comes by halfway through the entree and says, can I get you another cocktail? You can say yes. Why, yes, exactly. I would enjoy another cocktail. Exactly. And um, the, the, the drunkest I have been in my life since living with you <laughs> has been on this island. Okay. In which I'm drinking this giant like martini thing and being like, I might vomit at the table. I should go outside for a few minutes. Yeah. This time I was, you know, we were sort of just hanging around the room one day and I had one of those tourist books. Mm -hmm. And I was just sort of you know, one of the free ones you pick up off the stands when you're in these yep. towns. And I said, I'm just going to do a little bit of actual reading about what it would take to get me to this island. And what would going to this island be like? Um, and that was basically the gist of it that I got, which you've now confirmed for me. And it doesn't sound so bad. It sounds like it'd no. be all right. It is the, the act of part finding a place. So when you drive into the town where the ferry is, you have to turn your radio station to a certain frequency, and it will tell you which parking lots are open. Because certain lots fill up at certain times. They try to... Then you have to navigate to that lot, then park your car, take your bags. I recommend packing light. Going, not, although not so light. The one time I did forget to bring underwear was awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, get on a shuttle, which takes you to the boat. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the ferry computer system got hacked recently, so it does not work. So you have to buy your tickets at the terminal, then get on the boat. The boat ride takes 45 minutes. There is a high-speed one. If you go further up the Cape, we don't do that. Um, and How then long once of you a get boat off, trip is it? Like 45 minutes, an hour? The, the ferry we take is about 45 minutes, depending on, like, you get, you're probably on the boat for an hour. Um, but, it, you know, it takes about right, 10, right. Minutes to, 10 minutes to get settled to then set off. And then five minutes to dock. What, what does a round people? trip go for? Ish. Ballpark. Ticket price. For two people? Uh, yeah, or one. Okay. Uh, I think the last time I checked, it was between, it was either 14 or $17 for a one-way ticket. Oh, okay. All right. So you're looking at, you know, 60 bucks. It's $15 a day to park. Now there's another island that ferries go to. Yes, that, I, I've never been to that one. Tickets to that, I think, are significantly more money because it's a further distance. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Of the many islands in the area, I feel like we're all talking code. Um, we've only been to the one. Okay. I was but, curious about the other one also. Yeah. This one's bigger. Like, you know, there's, there's one in which it's like a six-mile loop and you've done the whole island. This one, if you ride... Like when we have brought our car, if you go from one side to the other, like you want to see the cliffs at one end, it's 35, 40 minute ride to get. Yeah. There. Okay. So this is a big, pretty big island. All right. Well, so okay. yeah, I would, I would recommend, I think it would be, you would enjoy it. There's some nice things to walk through and look at and, you know, you, you walk find, on the beach. Find that you like spending a week there or three or four days or was a day trip maybe enough, especially since he's honestly, getting, getting we took calibrated? Tall Guy and his wife there for the day years ago. And 
I don't think they got the full experience because it was only a day and it's them. Um, I would recommend going and staying for a bit. It, you know, if you're renting a house and you have a lot of room, like the place we are staying, we're in just a room. They have suites that you can rent if, you know, you can get them, um, which have an extra like couch and things. This room's going to have a bed, a bay window and one chair. So, you know, I think three or four nights is good. If you're going to go and if you have a car, then it actually makes it easier because you can get everywhere on the island by bus. But you, if you want to go to like the farmer's market in this area or you want to go see the cliffs, it's like a, you have to navigate like three buses. You take this bus to this place. You wait for this another bus to then get to go to that place. Yeah, I mean, I've done the bus hopping thing like in Chicago, so it's not. New. And it's not bad. Like that's yeah. like it drops you off outside like a general store and there's a library and a thing. If and you anything, might have I'm guessing the bus system here that we're talking about is probably um more hospitable than the ones I'm thinking of. Yes. So yes. I'm sure it's fine. It's it's just it's one of those like this bus comes by once an hour. So sure. if you'd miss it, see find in an hour to do. Yeah. Find something to do for an hour. Um, but yeah, you know, if you, if you stick to the three main towns, which those buses are much more frequent, like I said, a day in each town, a day to kind of chill out on the beach. If you are a person that enjoys sitting on the beach for extended, I know you're not, I'm just speaking. I do. I do like, you know, spending an evening at the beach, walking along the shore sure. um, as the sun is setting something like exactly. that. That's that a is, good yeah. time. Yeah. We do sunrise. Uh, walks. Of course you do. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think you would enjoy. And again, the idea that you don't have to worry about a car because traffic is a pain in the neck out there. So if you're just walking, you're like, yes, I'm going to, you know, get this drink in a to-go cup and go sit on the beach and have a drink and then can walk fishbowl margarita, please. In the largest styrofoam cup you have. Exactly. So, uh, you missed NXT. Did I? Or, or I suppose I can't say you missed. Well, you did miss part of it. Uh, they had a pay per view. It was pretty good. Um, I can't say there's anything super exciting. What happened this week on NXT is more exciting. Are, are have you been keeping up with the news? Or I have not. Lay it William upon Regal. me, DC. DC. I almost William called you Regal DC Regal you were starting to say William Regal. I almost called you DC Regal. That's not quite right. That's the name I should have gone with. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, William Regal, general manager, uh, has been having an increasingly difficult time keeping control of the locker room. People attacking people, people fighting with each other. He believes it is time to step away. And so he brings that, well, he didn't bring him out, but he reveals that the person he was going to ask to take over as general manager is the returning Samoa Joe. Can so he Samoa really Joe, be classified as returning when he's been gone for, let's say, a week? I think it was more like six to eight weeks, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Samoa That's Joe said no. Surprising. He did I not guess. want to be general manager. 
but he wanted obviously Regal needs someone essentially to be sure that Regal gets the respect he deserves. So he is now the enforcer to William Regal. So apparently he is not allowed to wrestle and he is not allowed to put his hands on anyone unless provoked, which we then immediately see 10 or 15 minutes later, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are fighting. Samoa Joe tries to separate them. Adam Cole pushes Joe out of the way. Joe chokes out Adam Cole. So okay. I am, I am grateful. I Does enjoy Samoa Joe injuries that prevent him from competing properly. Is that what's going on? Or I, I had heard that at one point, and then I had heard that he was fine, except WWE didn't see, didn't feel like they needed him to be an in-ring or didn't want him as an in-ring competitor, which would make me think it's one of those, their doctors are saying, no, maybe he and his doctors are saying, we probably could. I imagine he will wrestle at some point, but I was excited to see him back. I like Samoa Joe. He's great. Life with Samoa Joe is always better. So that was the big news. And then there's a pay-per-view tomorrow. There was one last week. They're offering you hell in the cell. You ready to fire up Peacock there, Doc? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You excited to watch Lashley versus Drew McIntyre inside a cell? Yes. That will be grand. Are you excited? (laughs) Are you excited to watch? That sounds all right. Are you excited to watch Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a cell? I am not. Are you excited <laughs> to watch Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte not in a cell? That's weird. Are you excited to watch Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio in a cell? No. Well, good, because that happened on SmackDown last night. Oh, how, was, I don't, how, how many internal injuries does Rey Mysterio have? Uh, I haven't seen a report, but... I, I imagine he got lawn darted a couple times. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, what are they setting up Dominic versus Roman Reigns? Why would you do this? I'm not sure. Um, it, you know, there are now six matches. They've added two matches to the Wikipedia page since I checked yesterday. Was it weren't um, Dominic and Rey Mysterio tag team champions? Yes. Recently. Are they still or has that um, resolved? Yeah, I think so. No, I think they are still. I don't know. I'm not sure why Ray said he couldn't wait because, you know, two weeks ago on SmackDown, Roman Reigns powerbombed Dominic out of the ring. Like they did the whole, we're not filming the crash. So then Ray was so angry he couldn't wait any longer. So he had to wrestle Roman on Friday. I don't know if this is they wanted Father's Day off. I don't know if this is they just had enough matches. They figured Roman could do something else. I don't know. But apparently he's not going to that match isn't happening. Huh. Maybe they just wanted to get Bianca and Bailey in the cell. And I don't know. But either way, you're also getting another Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match because we can't get enough. Well, I mean, at one point, somebody said fight forever. And apparently Vince McMahon was listening. Yep. We're getting Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, which I'm excited about because those two always have a good match. And the odd one is we're getting Shayna Baszler. Versus Alexa Bliss. Huh. All right. But uh, Alexa Bliss uh, is all spooked out, right? Yes. With her doll, Lily, who Shayna has been almost feuding with more than feuding with actually Alexa Bliss. There's a lot of pictures of Shayna holding the doll and yelling at the doll. 
Okay, so I mean that's not really going to be a wrestling contest. That's going to be probably not a whatever. There'll be some wrestle spooky, I suppose. Yeah. All right. I mean, whatever. Wrestle spooky is nice. Is the fiend around, or is he? Um... Uh, he has still been. He hasn't been seen since WrestleMania. Apparently, he is. He is going to be returning at some point. Although I don't know when or where or why. I assume there has to be something more done with Alexa. Maybe he'll show up. I don't know. Maybe he'll show up and eat. out spooky Alexa Bliss. Maybe he'll eat or... the doll or something. And there you go. Maybe he'll eat the doll. And he'll yeah, poop out the power, and then he'll eat his own poop, which will allow him to retain the power. You should write comic books. <laughs> We're wrestling, you know. Either way, I just Vince, I read a comic book. T- I read a comic book today in which a uh, martial arts master named Fat Cobra pulled the evil out of somebody and then ate it to destroy it. That's never going to come back to haunt him. No, yeah, of course not. No. It, it should be a good show. Um, yeah. Apparently, this is a last chance Hell in a Cell. So if Drew McIntyre doesn't win this, he doesn't get another shot at the title, which is good because he's had like 12. As long as but Lashley's the champion? or I would period, assume so as long or... as Lashley's the champion. Because okay. the draft isn't happening until after SummerSlam. Has Lashley fought Drew McIntyre one-on-one before? They fought at WrestleMania. Okay, I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah, the, they've wrestled. Let me let me see here. We'll do a quick thing because Lashley have they have they fought more or less than Randy Orton and John Cena during that one wow. year? Let's let's not go crazy okay. here. Maybe not that much. Uh, let's see. In just singles matches, or are we referring to anything? I'm guessing anything. Um. They wrestled in a six-man tag recently. Then there was Backlash, where it was Lashley, Strowman, and McIntyre. Strowman? Braun Strowman, the recently released <laughs> Braun Strowman. The pay me $10,000 and I'll show up at your indie show, Braun Strowman. Strowman, got it. Then, yep, uh, May 10th, May 3rd, WrestleMania. I suppose that was that has been it. So five matches. I, you know, that's not as many as I thought. Then before that, you'd have to go back to June of 2020, and I think that's an acceptable amount of time. So actually, that's not as bad as I thought. All right, felt like they had had like 12. Oh no, we're nowhere near or in Cena levels. No. Okay. Fine. No. Okay. Cool. Speaking of which, who knows? Maybe John Cena will be will show up. Maybe that's what we'll get on Sunday. Is Roman Reigns will come out and have a promo, and then John Cena will come out and we'll set up some SummerSlam. Because I got to channel my inner GQ at least once per episode. I read on, you know, the internet that John Cena is going to wrestle Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Did you read that? I did. Okay. All right. Was it I IGN? Did, I did. I don't remember where it was. Probably uh, wrestling headline, the former Lords of Pain, which is where I tend to only go. Or I read it on Reddit squared circle i suppose it would make sense because um what is it fast nine the new fast and furious movie comes out next week so would make sense when's the suicide squad come out or did that already come out no i don't think so let's see suicide squad 2021 um august 6th 
Okay. So we have a little ways to go before we get to watch Sylvester Stallone be an amazing King Shark. I was more interested in watching John Cena be someone else. Peacemaker? Yeah, sure. Whatever. (sighs) So what else? What else is happening? What's what's your summer like? Your vacation's over. What's your what's your summer look like, work wise? Yeah, I got some work to do. We got a class starting up right after Fourth um, of July, so I got to get everything all set, square to go online for that. Haven't done that quite yet. We're almost there. Um, almost ready to get started. To get started with that on Monday. Only to take a couple days, and I'll start prepping for uh, teaching microbiology at a local college. Um, I have to prep some lectures there that I've never done before. So it's, that's going to keep me busy, I think, for a good portion of the summer, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I would ask what you're will doing. Time, but, you will, know. will there be time? Will there be time to record the awesome and amazing ranking show that we certainly haven't lost all of our enthusiasm for? No, no, probably not any time at all. Full disclosure, full transparency, folks. We recorded an episode of the ranking show and we hated it. You hated it. You didn't hate it? I think I quickly learned the flaw in applying just sweet science to a show. There was a lot of us just calling out numbers. Yeah, I think it felt like all the life of the former list was sucked from the show. The fun, the randomness, the excitement. I, Brandon Banks. Yeah, I, it's true. You were right. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. And so now Brandon, I'm sitting here like, do we re-record the first episode? Do we do we re-record the first episode? I mean, I feel like we have to if, do something. If, but. Well, if we're gonna, it won't. If we're gonna go with, so yes, Brandon had said, let's get that out of the way. Brandon had offered feedback because our plan was we were gonna go chronologically, and his feedback was. You need some semblance of randomness in there. People don't know what to expect. And we were like, no, that'll be fine. I can put music in. It'll be great. You know, the randomness was a nice feature because, you know, we knew what was coming. We knew who was going to be next. And then we talked and we had the criteria. And um, I think if we do re-record, we have to add the randomness back in. So it won't be quite the same episode. Cause right. If we're if we're doing it by right, we might not talk year. about the same people. Yeah, if we do it by year and include two pay per views, then there's a whole bunch of people we might talk about people we didn't mention at all in the first episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't. You know. I part of me says we should just put together the first episode and get it out there. But at the same time, starting something new, I don't. Especially since I feel like we're talking about some pretty major changes. To the yeah. format, I don't feel right sending out a first episode where we would then drastically change things to the second episode. Um, I agree. I think I think sending out the first episode it only works if we're going to keep that format. If we're right. going to change the format, we should do a different first episode. So, so sorry, we're, we're folks. Working on it. We're working on we're, it. We're tweaking it. We want it to be good. We want it to be good. We do. So. Where you know you will your patience will be rewarded. I think it's the first time we've ever recorded an episode of anything. I've been like, nope. At least I was like that. I was like not feeling this. 
yeah, I was like, you know what? I think in my head, I was justifying it as it's the first one. We're getting our feet wet. You know, it'll get better. But if you totally like, because if we went and tried to do episode two the exact same way, you would be lifeless during it. I don't know if I'd be lifeless, but I just, I think, I, I think there are lessons that we could take from the first episode and just continue forward. Um, but again, just my concern is if we really want to get this thing out there, try to appeal to you know, people who don't normally listen to us, I, I just feel like the first episode has to be engaging. And I'm not sure. saying that the episode was, was bad or completely not engaging, but I just I don't think it's our best work. We could, throwing this out there, release it on Patreon. And ask the patrons, take a listen. What do you think? If they say, hey, and they, I trust them to be honest with us. They love us and they you know, want to support us. But I trust Glenn and Jeremy and Brandon Banks, especially now that we told them he was right. <laughs> it, if it's not good, I, I fully trust them to be like, yeah, you know what? That was too formulaic. There wasn't, you know, maybe the randomness works. And then we could go from there if they all were like, you know what? That was an enjoyable episode. Yeah. But that's, that's not I'm a open. bad idea. Well, okay. I guess I'm, I mean, I'm happy to edit it together. I haven't done that yet, but we need the theme music buttoned up. No, we don't. Yeah. We not do. if it's the first, if it's a, no, we don't. Yes. We if it's the first do. episode and we're putting it on Patreon, they don't need team. I need the theme music. Need it. Oh, well then we need Brandon to record. Has he recorded an intro for that one yet? I don't I know. Asked him to do so. I asked you to get on this, DC. <laughs> you keep slapping your hands. Go ahead. I'm going to read Glenn's email. It's the only one we got because we recorded at a weird time. Uh, no email from Tim. Podcast at DDT Wrestling.com. I don't know what happened with Tim. He was two weeks strong, but uh, we must have lost him somehow. Well, you know, we uh, we didn't record on the usual day, and he wasn't sure when to send those emails. So maybe after this episode goes out, we'll reconnect. I, I hope we reignite his passion. Me too. Uh, Glenn, Justin, email, email. Hi, guys. Hope you enjoyed your trip, Doc, and that you'll enjoy yours, DC. Just finished catching up with the joy of booking. And really enjoying them. Hope we're getting Horrid back soon, Doc, to make my podcast listening complete. Sorry, didn't have a question prepared, but wanted you to have at least one email for this special Saturday episode. Thanks, as always, Glenn. Glenn, you really are the bestest. Uh, last chance, Doc. The POB draft starts tomorrow. You want in? I'm okay. All right. Not that I'm against it in principle, I've had fun in our past drafts, but I think I'm ready to sit this year out. I just haven't been okay. very engaged in wrestling recently, and maybe that'll improve over the course of the next year. Who knows? But we'll see. Maybe just for you, we should do, I could get some other people. Maybe it could be a POB DDT crossover episode. We do like a horror movie draft where you have to draft the hero. I'm in. The, you have to draft the villain, the you know, the hero, maybe some ancillary characters, different elements. You could just mishmash. All right. I want Freddy Krueger, and then I want Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who I should know from the Halloween movies. We'll put them together. 
As long as I can kill King Kong. <laughs> Love you, GQ. We'll have to get together when I get back from vacation. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. Bo- and GQ, we haven't changed the password on Peacock. You haven't? Oh, no, we haven't. That's true. I so, figured out that I could log in to Peacock on my Chromebook, which was not uh, a feature of the WWE Network. I can actually watch. I watched NXT on my Chromebook, which I will say, Peacock, I don't love a lot of the user interface, but that lovely feature. Yeah. Oh, I also I updated our Patreon, just the user account. It used to go to one of my email addresses. I, I put it to a shared email address. Oh, perfect. And I updated the password. I'll, I'll send that along thank to you. you so you can get in there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when is Horde coming back? Any plans? No plans. Bring Horde back. Um, it would have been nice to do something, but honestly, um, the fact that I kind of have to put all these lectures together for a microbiology course, um, I think is going to take up all of the time that I might have been able to put towards more horrid this this season. So, I don't you want me to write it happen. for you? No, no, I don't. I don't. I do not. Horror movies are scary. But you know, I did. I did write a um a new article on bmoviegeek.com. I wrote about Fatal Games, um a terrible slasher movie um from 1984. And I it you know, I thought I wrote a lot of words about Rabbit Grannies, last thing I had written on that site, 1500. This one was 2500 words. Um wow. so a regular essay on this crappy horror movie which was you know all right i say crappy but you know i say that with affection um one star two stars it was a two starer it could have gotten to three stars if um if you know maybe the kill sequences the murder set pieces if you will had been a bit more imaginative or better executed um they tried to go places particularly in the climax of the film which i i comment on ex- explicitly in in the B movie geek article, um, so spoilers abound. But if you're interested to hear more about it, um, I encourage you to read it. I will say, um, so this was, you know, you you saw a little bit of it with that rabid granny's article, but this one, for sure, since we're talking about horrid, um, it really felt different to me. It it I think it was B movie geek by way of horrid in this particular article, there's more history of the movie of the actors. Um, you know, some interesting little rabbit holes that I fell down while, while researching about the film, knowing I was going to write about it. Um, and so it's a new format for a review slash article on B movie geek, less of the, um, sophomoric humor that I think populated that blog for a long time. It's definitely a turn. I think more towards again, that that horrid sensibilities, but maybe not being quite as academic. Um, I think it's a nice cross of the two, a, a little bit different formatting. Um, we're gonna see where it goes. I'm, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think if I were to simply record myself talking about Fatal Games, um, that could be a decent length podcast episode. Again, something like horrid, but not quite the same. I, I was kind of wondering while you were talking about that, if you could do almost like an interstitial, you know, series of podcasts, almost go back to some of your articles and, you know, maybe not necessarily rewrite them, but certainly like add some elements to it. 
because you know your writing is very good you clearly have a strong voice even just reading some of those maybe again take out the sophomore humor and add some more historical elements to it but i will say that would be going back, that would be podcast content without having to reinvent the wheel yeah i mean going back to some of the articles on there i was really debating this because i was you know switching over to the new oxygen builder um, for bmoviegeek.com, redesigning that site. I love the design. It's very similar to the last one, but I, some new flourishes. I love the new design on that site. Um, I was looking at the writing, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, I don't want to just get rid of all that old stuff, but a lot of it hasn't aged super well. I don't think anything is that offensive, per se, but I think a lot of it, Again, I used to put like captions on photos and things that I thought were funny. Um, mm-hmm. Too much. A lot of it just doesn't land. A lot of it's not funny at all. Um, and so a part of me was like, well, should I just go through and delete all the images? That makes for boring articles. I, and then I was like, well, maybe. And then I, for a little while, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll make like a separate section, like in the articles site. Like I'll start with Rabid Grannies because that's more modern writing and all the everything else is much older. Um, maybe I'll I'll make like a crypt section where I put sort of the archived content with maybe a little disclaimer on it. But ultimately, I didn't do any of that. I just sort of left it all there. And I said, well, whatever, it's there. You know what I mean? People searching on Google. Google have been reading it. They'll see it. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back through and update some of those reviews. If there's some, if there's a movie in there that I feel like I, I really could do some better justice to, maybe I would update it. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth doing. I can't decide. Um, or again, maybe I'll just ignore it, let it exist. It is, after all, a blog of writing that's existed for more or less the last 15 years. I will say my earlier writing, nowhere near the level, I think, of what my current writing is. But what do you do? It, it I, exists. I feel like I feel cast. it's like our podcast. I feel it's like our podcast. Exactly. If you go back and listen to, God forbid, my old episodes, but some of the early work we did, mm. we are not the polished professionals oh, yes. that we are we, right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe it. We've come such a long way, DC, haven't we? Uh, But no, but it is a it is a snapshot in time as to, you know, what your what your thoughts and opinions were at that moment and what you thought good writing was. And so it is nice to see how that has evolved and how your writing has improved and become a different kind of, you know, your voice has changed. Uh, Do you want to jump right into your piece of positivity? Because I'm guessing it is also horror related. Why? What? Why would? Why, whatever do you mean, C. Matthew? I believe I saw some tweets regarding um, one Mr. Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, usually, if there's a last drive-in, that means that your piece of positivity will be in relation to that, which was interesting to me because I didn't think one of the movies that you mentioned there was actually a horror film. Interesting. Uh, I, I would be curious why you think that. Because it's definitely a horror film. Um, well, at least I Maybe think because it it's is. also a musical. Ah, but it's not. It's not a musical. No, not in its original 1960s. Oh, is that the one they sh- they played? Yeah. So yes. So my Got piece of positivity, it. might as well say it. Uh, it was the last drive-in. With Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, last night was week ten of this season three. Last week uh, season finale of the show. So we're we're done now um, until either they announce some specials throughout the year or season four hasn't been any word yet. So at the moment, 
maybe this is it, but we'll see. I think Shudder would be crazy not to bring back um, The Last Drive-In for another season because it seems like it does gangbusters. Them. The Twitterverse all gets together and does the live tweeting thing. It seems, seems like a surefire thing for them. Is horror fam, I've heard you, I've seen you say horror fam. Is that a, is that a term more people use? It is. When yeah. referring to um, the people, the, those who enjoy horror movies. Yes. And the, if you want to drill down even further, very specifically, the Joe Bob Briggs fandom tends to use the term mutant fam. Um, so you may see that one. Um, drive-in mutants was what we've called ourselves uh, since back in the day. So the mutant fam. Yeah. So that was last night. That was the season finale double feature um, guest star on this episode was the iconic legendary um, B movie director, producer, distributor, Roger Corman. Um, Roger Corman, who is now 95 years old, um, but sharp as a tack. Great in answering questions, a lot of personality, very, you know, still tactful. Um, you can see, you know, his mind's still going a mile a minute trying to say, how do I get away saying this politically uh, and things like that. So it was of joy to see Roger Corman on the last drive in last night uh, in celebration of him being there. We watched two Roger Corman films. The first directed by Roger Corman, which I think is the movie you were talking about, 1960s Little Shop of Horrors, um, which, of course, would later go on to be made into a musical uh, starring Rick Moranis and Steve Martin and uh, Bill Murray. But certainly uh, that was based on this original 1960s film, which is very much a comedy, um, but I guess it's a horror comedy. There is horror elements to it. Obviously, it's about a plant eating people, um, if you've, you're probably all familiar with it. But yeah, it's actually a pretty good comedy. I think it's aged pretty well, and I enjoyed it. It's a nice black and white film, a very early performance by Jack Nicholson as um, the patient of the dentist. He was actually very involved with a lot of early Roger Corman stuff. Um, this was one of Corman's early films that he directed, and actually. The funny thing about Little Shop of Horrors is prior to this, Roger Corman had held the record for the shortest um, shooting schedule for a film. I forget what the film was, but he held the record because he had shot a, a low-budget film, an independent film, uh, in five days of shooting. That was it. Wow. Um, but this was basically a dare that he took. <laughs> and... Little Shop of Horrors was filmed in two days. Literally a two-day shoot for this film. Um, and it's amazing. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a pretty good film for what it is. Um, you're not going to find it scary. But again, it's really more of a comedy anyways. Um, and it was good. And the second film was a much later film. Um, I think it's technically even a remake. Um, Humanoids from the Deep which was a Roger Corman produced film um, later in his career. He stopped directing, directing films. I want to say sometime in the seventies and he's just been mm. a producer slash distributor since then. Um, but he's, he's, it's weird because this is a guy who came up um, super low budget, independent filmmaking, right? 
He was making films for almost no money. He got in, he got a lot of interest from major studios. He got a contract, um, I think, with uh, 20th Century Fox, as well as a few other large um, movie houses. Never really liked working with those suits. He never liked the control that he felt he had to give up. And he pretty quickly just went back to making small movies. And, you know, he was sort of always known as the king of the bees. Um, you know, B movies, independent film. And but later in his life, he's he's even been given at this point a um a lifetime achievement award from um the Academy. So like it's it's been sort of weird to see this guy who again for the longest time did a lot of schlock, a lot of movies that are in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like this is the guy who produced and made the Slumber Party Massacre series of films. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, he's now become this elder statesman of Hollywood, Um, you know, talking to up and comers. And, you know, he and again, working on the independence like he did in his career, he worked with so many young filmmakers like, I mean, Martin Scorsese's first films were for Roger Corman. You know what I mean? Like, so he's it's actors, directors, all sorts of folks all got their teeth sharpened working for Roger Corman. And it's just this really cool, you know, rabbit hole to fall into to see how everything is connected and how it's become this thing. And it's enabled him to have this very long, very successful sort of career. And he's now pretty highly regarded, even despite having these, you know, schlocky, campy sort of um, history as a B-movie geek, as a fan of the schlock of the camp of that genre. It warms my heart to see a man like Roger Corman, who has truly made it and earned the respect and done it on his terms. You know what I mean? I, I think that's so cool. So cool to see. So, uh, yes, that's my long rambling piece of positivity. DC Matthews, what is yours? Well, first of all, you know, you say you're rambling like, again, that would be a podcast. I understand that horrid is in and of it, like it is the history of horror. And so you have to kind of keep with that. But you have mentioned the idea of jumping around, like you could do an entire podcast on Roger Corman. Yeah, absolutely. And I've considered it. So, yeah. Um, my piece of positivity also has to do with geekdom, but it is the Uber wrestling nerd geekdom. Um, a few weeks ago, I we decided to move, uh, get my own feed. So we have the joy of booking a fantasy booking podcast. Uh, I've released I don't know five or so episodes. Are, are, you, um, are you are you going to go back through the old episodes and move them to the other feed, or eventually? Yes, that is a summer project I have. Oh yeah, down. just curious. Um, that changes yes, how I, I that changes how I will eventually query things and set up the back end of the website. Yeah, so that would be preferable you, to me yeah. if you do do that. So, yes, that'd be great. When I get back from vacation, I will start that process because I'm not sure I, no, I certainly wouldn't be able to finish oh. it. I doubt. Yeah, no, I, by no Monday. there's no rush. Um, one other thing I did just sorry to derail you here just while we're thinking of it. That's OK. When you're putting an episode up on that feed. Could you try something for me? Um, could you sure. when you upload on to Pinecast, who was our podcast host, you upload the episode. It asks you if you want to embed an image. Do you normally mm-hmm. just say use the podcast cover art? When I was doing 
them through through the DDT. No, I used the little dragon that my dad made with our DDT wrestling flag. That was the image I would put up. But now I'm just using the podcast cover art for the amazing Joy of Booking artwork you made. Can you try on the next episode you put up embedding embedding the cover art? Like the, the art that I made is fine. Just take the image and actually embed it into the episode when you upload it. I'm noticing sure. that images aren't coming through on the website and I have to go in and do it manually. And I'm wondering if we embed them, if it will do it automatically from that point. It's kind of a pain in the ass that we then have to remember to actually add the image every time we upload an episode, but that's preferable to me having to go to the website. That's fine. Well, and to me, that's what I did for I'm not sure the if it'll entirety work, of COVID. With, but that's all right. what's the shot. I wrote a note. But yeah, the joy of booking has been fun. And I want to specifically talk about I decided to do this weird, you know, round robin tournament with a bunch of different wrestlers. Um and I'm calling it the happening because I didn't have a better name for it. Um, and just the fact that I'm now we're week, there's nine weeks of the tournament. We're in week seven and I am now fully bought into the storylines that are happening. Like, and this is, you know, there's an element, there's randomness, there's rolling dice involved. It is the same dorky project I would have done as a kid That's awesome. writing in a notebook. Um, but the fact that, like, just based on what is happening, I'm like, there's like, you know, there's story elements on the SmackDown side. Cesaro and Chad Gable are literally tied, and they have to, re- I think they have to wrestle each other at one point. So there's all, you know, I'm putting all of these stakes involved, and I'm trying to recap it like it's Sports Center and doing like, oh, this is what you missed this week. And, you know, and so I'm having a fantastic time with that. Uh, Glenn said he's enjoying it. Really, that's all that matters to me. As long as I'm making Glenn happy, then I'm happy. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I'm in, I'm having a good time, and so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I think I will be taking since I am participating in the draft this year as just a participant. I'm not running it, thank goodness. Uh, I think I might try to take that and run with it too in a sort of fantasy booking way. So, I it's it's fun to be a nerd sometimes. I just I enjoy it. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, this Saturday special. Um, I don't know what you want to do. If you want to post it on our usual time next week and we can save this by then hell in the cell will be over. I don't know if you want to post it this weekend and we can just, that'll be the one show and then we can get back into a rhythm when we record, when we get back from vacation and we're actually home for the summer. Yeah. I'll probably just, I'll probably just post it up this weekend. And so we won't probably have one next week. Yeah, no, I'm gone Monday through Saturday. I don't think I come home till Saturday. Right. So I'll be gone a while. If I get motivated, I'll, I'll do an episode or something. Oh, Does the man yawning. Was, I was going to say that was perfect. I was going to say call GQ and make him do it. But, you know, the be- this, is what, this is why it hurts to lose our third rotating guest, guest spot. It helps when there's vacations and things afoot. That's for sure. That's true. All right there, friends. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can, of course, listen to our entire back catalog at ddtpod.com or ddtwrestling.com. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? 
head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DCN doc. It helps us keep the lights on and we are very grateful that you are helping to support us. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on again this special Saturday episode. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the pay-per-view. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing as long as you're being safe. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?